Episode 134 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delis Lafrenet, voted Montreal's top bakery time and time again for your custom wedding and birthday cakes, all the pastries for every celebration in life. And I'm going to tell you how we wrapped up our Thanksgiving dinner just yesterday with this incredible cake, only available for the month of October. It's coming up a little later on. Les Delis Lafrenet. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace, your all-in-one real estate point of sale. Hey, what's up? Freeway Frank. Hope you're doing all right. Back with another week of podcasts. It's been a, a tough couple of days, no doubt about it. I've been getting quite a few DMs from drive-by podcast listeners from people who follow me on social media because I'm not one to ever shy away from being vocal and being an independent thinker, having thoughts about everything and anything going on around the world. But let me preface what I'm about to say by saying, look, this is a, it's a very touchy subject, what's going on right now in Israel, Palestine, it's a conversation that if you don't look, I mean, look how I'm pausing right now. If, if, if you don't watch your words and you don't say things the way they're meant to be said, meaning you have to give your thoughts and opinions, I'm all about free speech, but no matter how you say it or how you come across, it's such a sensitive issue it's going to offend somebody, which is the reason why I chose not to post on social media because social media has quick hits. You're on Instagram, where I'm mostly at. I don't spend that much time on Twitter, even though I will be spending more time on, oh, sorry, I should call it X in the next little while as I'm working on stuff for that and other things for this podcast. It seems like it's a work in progress all the time, this podcast. It is, right? Ideas come to me all the time. When I'm in the shower, waking up, going to bed during the day. That's how we are, right? Where we always have ideas that come to us at odd times. You jot them down and you try to work on them as best you can. But I thought to myself, what would be the proper forum to discuss something like, you know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, something that has been going on forever? And I'm not Jewish and I am not Muslim. I don't profess to be the biggest Bible thumper, and that's okay. Uh, I'm not somebody that understands that world when it gets to a fanatical level. So the only thing I could say is coming over the Champlain Bridge to record this late night session of the drive-by tonight, I was looking at downtown Montreal. I actually started to record you see the skyline of Montreal and seeing the scenes we've been seeing in, in Israel, you know, from the Gaza Strip, all over. What's what we've been seeing in the last few days, the, the atrocities being committed, the horror being inflicted on innocent people. I couldn't help but think, looking at my own city as I was crossing over the bridge to come in here tonight, 
how devastating and reprehensible terrorism and war is. Now, for I'm a pacifist. I really am. But at the same time, if you were to fuck with my people, right? If somebody were to fuck with my people, uh, I can only speak for who I am and where I come from. I'll be the first to defend my people. People have a right to defend themselves, but it's more than that. It's war is one thing, and terrorism is a is a completely different ball game. As a matter of fact, it's not even a ball game because a ball game is fair. It has rules. You follow the rules. There's a winner and there's a loser. And well, war has rules too. There's the Geneva Convention. There are rules within wars that have been set up. You don't go in, behead innocent children and babies, torture kids, rape women, kill grandparents, kill Holocaust survivors, extinguish, try to extinguish a race. Savages do that. That being said, there are people, a lot of innocent people here on the other side. We know that there are groups of people who don't care for law. There are groups of people who instigate and are there to instigate and continue these acts of aggression and conflict, and they're there to do it to keep the area unstable and for their sheer hatred of the other side. We know this. We've seen terrorism at work even here on this side of the pond in North America. I have studied Middle East history. I, I took a minor in history back in the day. So I've taken several Middle Eastern courses in history back in the day, but that was a long time ago. I have read books and history books regarding the Middle East, many of the conflicts over the, the decades, centuries. It, it's hard to understand because I'm disgusted as a human being because I'm a human being first, and I'm disgusted to see how people are being slaughtered, paragliders coming in. I mean, this is not normal behavior. This is savagery. Coming in to a peaceful festival and killing 200, 250 festival goers, walking into people's homes, beheading their kids, as I said, killing the grandparents, killing the parents, killing the family dog. Kill it's just to think this kind of stuff could still happen in 2023 is mind-boggling to think it's still happening, but it is happening. So as I said, put in a position like that where your people are treated like this, you're going to react and you're going to react with full force. This is not normal. This is terrorism. That's not the, the takeaway from the many people and the tens of thousands who have died on the other side. In a perfect world, you'd like to see this conflict end. I don't think we're ever going to see it end. In my lifetime, we've seen attempts at peaceful talks, summits, where world leaders have gathered, United States, yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, Yasser Arafat and uh, Netanyahu that have uh, tried to sit down and uh, shake hands and try to restore peace in the region. 
I don't want to be negative. Negative. I try to be as optimistic as possible, but I, I think this is something that keeps escalating to the point where we might be, and we are already in trouble as a world and planet. We're approaching that doomsday clock because you can't see these horrific scenes coming out of there and thinking we're going to get out of this and it's going to be okay. You would hope everything will be okay in a week or two, but you just know after Israel, and they made it very clear, and that's what they're doing right now, retaliates, you're going to start seeing terrorist attacks all over the place. There's no doubt in my mind. And there's no doubt in my mind the United States, uh, Canadian authorities are on watch. One side views it one way, the other side views it the other way. We can all agree that killing in the name of a god, to me, is something that I'll never understand. Killing innocent people, raping women, the scenes that we've been seeing is just disgusting behavior and you cannot be on whatever side that you're on and not see this and think what have we become savages not us in particular but the people who um celebrate in the streets and say this is this is good they had this coming to them no absolutely not whichever side commits these atrocities i'd be saying the exact same thing and as i said there's a lot of innocent children in apartments that are being attacked right now as well by Israel, launching their offensive based on what's been happening to them. And they have every right to do that and protect themselves. It's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, pick a side. I don't want to pick a side because it's not about picking a side. It's about somehow at some point this being resolved. But realistically, this will never be resolved. When people have been trying to exterminate a people for the longest time, and I use that word, and I'm sorry that I have to use that word, but we know what happened during World War II. Of course, it's sensitive times, and of course, you're seeing a lot of Jewish people posting, why are people silent? Why are people not saying anything? Why are people, because they want, they want to know that you're out there, and they want to know that you're, you're supporting them, it's one thing with when military force and ammunition is uh, coming from both sides. It's another thing when you're walking in and killing babies and innocent children and people. It's, it's just a totally different. I mean, you just, you cannot compete with terrorism. Obviously, I am completely distraught at the pictures and scenes that have been coming in. It, it is heartbreaking and I've been watching people's social media stories. Unfortunately, I've seen some of the horrific graphic videos that I don't want to see anymore, but that doesn't mean my, my foot, uh, sorry, I should say my, my head is um, in the ground and not paying attention because I'm somebody that definitely pays attention. But getting back to what I was saying, I studied enough Middle East history to know wh why we're here and why this is happening. I'm not a Middle East expert by any means, but you do have to understand the history in order to understand how, how we got here for anything, and especially when it comes to uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. You know, for me to go through that, I mean, you could Google that and look it up and go through many sources and come to your own conclusion as to 
the conflict and why we got here. So, but I think people need to do that before they just uh, react with emotion only. I mean, I understand why the, the parties involved in this are reacting with emotion. It's hard not to. So besides what I just said, to add anything more to this or add more fuel to the fire, to me is, it's unnecessary because we see everything and you could be the judge and decide for yourself if what you're seeing is something that is human or if it's inhumane. My thoughts are with everyone affected. My thoughts are with the people suffering, the victims and the victims' families. We are thinking about everyone. We hope everything somehow resolves itself. But my gut tells me, as it probably tells you, this is not going to be the case. What else is there more to say about it that you haven't heard in the last 72 hours? But those were just my thoughts. And I'm thinking about everyone. And all I want is peace. I didn't want the entire podcast to this, this episode to be about this. But I did want to address it. It wouldn't have given it justice had I just posted something on social media. Thinking of how some people reacted over the last several years on other things I've said. Can you imagine just posting something that runs on a story or post and people don't get the whole, your whole, you know, how you see it or your understanding of it. And they just, look, I posted something last week, just as an example, I'm giving you this. And I was criticized by this person who I hold no ill will towards. But a couple of people DM me saying, hey, there's this this girl out there saying that you're posting uh, misinformation. It was about, uh, you remember, I think I mentioned this too on, on the previous podcast. I, I can't even remember anymore, but that message on everyone's coming in on everyone's phone. And I, I played an alarm ringing and I, I deleted it. I deleted the post after because I thought the alarm was annoying. But then I posted this whole thing about Rolling Stone magazine talking about a zombie apocalypse coming to people with... Um, basically 5G phones. And I was I was laughing about it. I put a laughing emoji and all that. But some people actually thought, because they don't read, see, a lot of people just see what they want to see, hear what they want to hear. You really have to research, investigate, and try to comprehend, even within a 10-second message that somebody posts, what exactly they're trying to say. And they're not just posting bullshit or misinformation or trying to fearmonger, for lack of a better phrase that's the way you see it but that's not the way the person meant for it to be interpreted but again it's not the person's fault i'm not blaming this this girl because when you only have a couple of seconds on an instagram story to post something things are not going to come across like you mean them if you go back to the last several years i never ever ever told anybody and you could call me out on this if you you think i'm making up some shit I never told anybody not to get the juice. <laughs> I'm calling it the juice because I know it upsets people because I hate saying the V word. Unless it's vagina, I hate saying the V word. I never told people not to. I said I was probably not going to get it, 
And uh, I wasn't signing up for all this stuff. And that was enough to turn thousands of people against me, have many people utter horrible shit at me, which I can take because I'm a strong guy and uh, this is not my first rodeo. But the shit that was said to me and uh, many coming from my own culture, you know, Italians who, you know, even when for the longest time I was, uh, you know, how I criticize and trash Justin Trudeau for a reason, I think I've been right now looking back I've been going on about the, him for many years, and now people are finally starting to see the light. But back in the day, people were saying, Frank, you're just jealous because he's a good-looking guy. Some people, he's better looking than you. He's smarter than you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely smarter than me. Yes, absolutely. That was sarcasm if you haven't figured it out. But, but it's, a, it's amazing how fast people turn on you. So can you imagine me trying to talk about what's going on now in the Middle East? And trying to uh, capture my thoughts within a couple of posts, how people might misconstrue or not understand what I'm trying to say, and uh, who knows what's next, right? I don't be want to be caught in the crossfire of that, and uh, don't want to upset the wrong people, if you know what I mean. But I'm always going to say what I want to say, regardless. But uh, that's why I didn't post. But there's always going to be people, you can't please everybody. I was watching somebody who I truly respect, and it's this younger girl, and she hosts a podcast. She probably doesn't even know that I watch this podcast or listen to this podcast. I watch it, even though it's not, I'm not in their demographic or age group, but uh, I've always enjoyed watching it. Uh, I just announced that she was leaving the podcast. Okay, I'm just going to say it. It's the Chemical Podcast. It's, a, it's another Montreal podcast that's been doing very well, hosted by these, these two Montreal women, uh, young women or millennials. I've always enjoyed this podcast. And the reason why is because they're not trying to be anyone that they're not. They're just being themselves. And the content of this podcast is what they like to talk about and what they know best, just being a woman in their 20s and talking about you know relationships and all that. So... But there's one thing that if I could offer any advice to this one uh, girl leaving the podcast that she kept mentioning on her goodbye podcast. She said something about, you know, most of the people that comment, whether it's on her social media or her podcast, uh, most of the messages are negative. But you can't harp on the negativity. This girl is talented. And I've been wanting to write to her for the longest time. I think she's really good. For whatever reason, she's decided to leave the podcast, and I respect that. She sounded frustrating, you know, in her departing words, I guess, verbiage that she was using. She sounded frustrated. You, you could tell she was bothered by a lot of the negativity and comments. She was remembering the, the negative comments over the positive comments, it seemed to me. And I get it. Yeah, I mean, look, she made a connection with me, even though... I'm way older than, than she is. I was listening to the final podcast that she's going to be on, and I realized she said she, she basically didn't have it. She wasn't feeling the same way about the podcast anymore. And the reason why she wasn't feeling this way is she felt like it was becoming more of a job to her and a duty, like, oh, I got to do it, as opposed to almost like a habit. And it wasn't coming from a, a place of passion anymore or because she wanted to do it anymore. She was, she, it was losing its luster but the thing that i noticed that she kept saying time and time again 
was the fact that she was receiving, you know, these negative comments and they may or may not have gotten to her. I think those comments did because it affected her and she mentioned it several times. I get it. I get it because I feel the same way sometimes. It's hard to push negative comments aside and go on because you think, how can people be so cruel? But guess what? People are cruel. So if you don't have thick skin, they're going to get to you and they're going to eat you up alive. And it made me sad because I thought this podcast host was great. And I meant to reach out to her <laughs> a long time ago, but I didn't want to seem like, you know, some creepy guy writing to her saying, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I like what you're doing and you have a lot of talent, but I, I like what you're doing. Episode 134 of the Drive-By Podcast. It is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Okay, so at the beginning of the podcast, I was talking to you about Thanksgiving dinner. And this year, we ended it right. We always do. I always ended it with desserts and incredible pastries. Sometimes it's one of their amazing cakes, the cappuccino cake, the strawberry shortcake Oh, they're just incredible. Les Delices Lafrenet, five Montreal locations, voted best bakery in Montreal time and time again. But this time around, I was speaking to Anthony at the Brossard location. I love Anthony. He always has time for anybody that comes in, and he'll tell you. Here's what I think. You know, what are you having? What kind of uh, party? Get the Yeah, try this. Yeah, this will be a hit. So he told me, he goes, you have to have either the apple crumble or the peach crumble cheesecake. So I love peaches. I said, okay, I'm going to get the peaches, the peach crumble. And man, was it, oh, it delivered. What a hit at our Thanksgiving dinner. It was fantastic. It was amazing. And by the way, the peach crumble cheesecake and apple crumble only available in the month of October. It's fall. Halloween is around the corner. Go to the Delis Lafrenet and get yourself the peach crumble cheesecake or apple crumble you will not be disappointed les delices lafrenet including my home location in brossard on tachereau montreal's number one bakery for all occasions and these special moments in your life check out les there's a trend going on right now and i love it and i'll tell you what this trend is i've always loved this by the way the new trend is, and I think it's, is it Pamela Anderson that started this? It's the no makeup trend. And the other day, my wife says, she tells me, you should talk about this on the drive-by. And I said, well, I've always loved this. I remember as far as I could remember. Back in the day, even in my 20s, I always was attracted to women who could look good, sure, when they're dressed up, wearing makeup, beautiful in that sense. But then when you wake up the next morning with them and uh, they stay over or you stay over and they don't have their makeup and it's off and they just look just as beautiful. I'm, I'm proud to say that I've always been attracted to that kind of woman, a woman who looks even better with no makeup. And so when I saw Pamela Anderson, who, as we know, was always done up as the lifeguard on Baywatch. 
shows she was known for in the past, uh, pretty much just Baywatch. <laughs> and, yeah, of course, being the centerfold and beauty that she was. But now she's in, you know, she's much older. She's in her, is it late 50s? But she looks great. And, and I find that natural look is so beautiful. And that's one thing I always loved about my wife is I always told her, you don't have to put on all that stuff. You look beautiful, natural, just the way you are, like in the Billy Joe song. So I'm all for this new makeup trend of no makeup. Are you going to try it? Are you going to do it? If you're listening in right now, hey, maybe you're a guy and uh, you've been wearing makeup and uh, you want to go makeupless now. Hey, whatever to your heart's content. Go right ahead. But I mean the ladies. Of course I do. Uh, try it. Because, you know, there's some women, they're, they're insecure and they're like, are you kidding me? I would not be caught dead out of the house not wearing makeup and not looking my best. But who says that your best is not without any ounce of makeup? Or sometimes, you know, uh, maybe a, a woman will put some mas mascara or a tiny bit of lipstick. I mean a tiny bit. I mean, it's like almost like you don't even know that she she's wearing me lipstick. It's just just a tiny bit, you know. But nowadays it's like foundation. It's it's like uh, uh, four by fours, um, insulation. It's like you're building a house. The house is going up. That's what's on the faces of many women now. The the uh, what are those uh, lip injections? It's it's like a fort. Your lips become. You look like. It's like two bananas, one on your upper lip, one on your bottom lip. It's it's not natural anymore. Who knows what they're injecting? You don't need you don't need all that stuff. There is nothing more sexy to me. So that's why I'm all for this no makeup trend than a natural looking woman. To me, beauty is the way you came, the way you were delivered, not the way you were packaged after the fact. So is anyone going to do the no makeup trend and try it and see how it goes? I bet you your boyfriend or husband or even girlfriend will like it. Check it out. It's happening. And you can check out Pamela Anderson. Just Google that and see, and see what I mean. And then go from there. Hey, thank you so much for listening to episode 134 of the Drive-By Podcast. I'll catch you later on this week. It'll probably be tomorrow for episode 135, and it is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Cakes are all about, okay, I was just talking about makeup and natural, but cakes, sure, there's, there's simple cakes and there's more complicated cakes, right? I remember for our wedding, we had a, a very, it was trendy at the time. I was talking about the last podcast. It's the uh, Naked, I think it was called at the time. Naked Cake, but it was amazing. And it was like a tower, right? Not that high up, but high enough. Les Delices Lafrenet will make any cake for any occasion that you're celebrating custom for you. If your husband or your boyfriend or your son is a hockey fan, could be like a hockey theme, football fan, football theme. Love cigars, love scotch. We'll throw a couple of those things on the cake as well. That's what the custom department at Les Delices Lafrenet is all about. So check them out at lesdeliceslafrenet.com. Call them up or go to one of their five Montreal locations and check it out for yourself. 
see what they can do for you and your next party or life moment. It's Les Delices, La Frenette. Please five-star the episode on Spotify. Review or comment if you can on Apple because everything helps. And check out any of the past episodes in our YouTube archives on the Drive-By Podcast. Thank you so much. Ciao for now. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace, your all-in-one real estate point of sale.